on this episode of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. I am freaking out, y'all. My guest today is a country music legend, country radio legend, was named the official Oklahoma ambassador of country and Western music, won the CMA Disc Jockey of the Year, multiple ACM Academy of Country Music Disc Jockey of the Year awards, was inducted into the Country Music Disc Jockey Hall of Fame, and I'm sure that if I could see him on the other end of this line, he would be shaking his head from embarrassment. You know why? Because he is also one of the most humble and genuine people I know, and one heck of a mentor. Hang on to your cowboy hats. We will talk to Billy Parker next on Behind the Mic. Welcome to the Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton podcast. Brought to you by Mojo Merchandise. Join radio veteran Rick Hampton and his guests for informative and entertaining discussions as they take you behind the scenes, behind the stories, behind the music, and more. Originating from the Big Daddy Studios, it's time to go behind the mic, and here's your host, Rick Hampton. Oh, I am not going to waste any time. Joining me from his home in Broken Arrow, one of my mentors and radio pal, Billy Parker, how are you? Buddy, I am doing great thanks to you and the sun is shining in Oklahoma and I'm proud. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, you know, speaking of Oklahoma, you are probably one of Oklahoma's favorite sons. You know that? Born in 1937 in Tuskegee, Oklahoma. Now, some people don't know that because there's a, there was kind of a mix-up, right, with uh, the birth certificate and when you were born. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, there was a big mix-up when I was born anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> I was born in Tuskegee, Oklahoma, at home. That's exactly where I was born. But my birth certificate reads Okima, Oklahoma, and something else in Oklahoma. But anyway, hey, I'm in Broken Air, Oklahoma right now, right close to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I claim Oklahoma as my friendly neighbors, everybody here. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I will tell you that uh, it, it's funny. Everywhere I went when I worked for KBOO, uh, everybody asked, how's Billy Parker? Where's Billy Parker? You're a treasure. <laughs> I probably owed them money, and that's why oh, they said, my. where's Billy Parker? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, music has been in your blood since an early age. As a youngin, you, when listening to the Grand Old Opry on the radio, you were playing air guitar before it was even popular, right? You know what? I, I remember when I lived on North Cincinnati here in Tulsa, I was uh, very young, and I was I was playing along with the Grand Ole Opry on a broom, a broomstick. And yeah. I mean, it sounded, sounded better than I sound now with a real guitar. <laughs> Oh, man. What made you want to be in the country music business and, and, and on the radio? I mean, what what kind of was going through your head at an early age like that? Did you know early on that that was just something you wanted to do? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I used to take magazines. We moved. My mother and, and dad separated, uh, and I was around 14 years of age. And I moved to uh, McAllister, Oklahoma, not to prison, but I moved <laughs> right. to McAllister to live with my brother-in-law and my sister who had moved there. He was an arm worker. And I moved there. I would play disc jockey with magazines and read the ads from magazines many, many years ago. It just seemed to be in my blood, and I didn't even know it, but uh, 
I worked on radio down in McAllister playing guitar for Carl Grenin on the radio station there, KNED in McAllister when I was 14 years old, you know, so it's just been in my blood and I don't know. My mama was a piano player, but none of the rest of the family had cared about music that much, but my mama did. And she fostered that, too. I mean, she also uh, was able to uh, procure your first guitar, right? Yeah, you got it. Old Stella. She did. An old Stella guitar down on, I believe it was on First Street, but it's downtown at a pawn shop. And doggone, she did. It's still hanging over here on the wall. Oh, man, that is so great. That is so cool. So, you know, you and I do have something else in common because... other than working at KBOO and working together. But we also have something in common because whenever I was a small kid, uh, my grandfather built me out of wood, built an on-air sign. I had a little playroom and I had a little turn, a little boom box. And so I would tape all this music off the radio and I would play everything back and, and introduce songs. And same thing, I would take newspaper yeah. articles, I would read them. Um, and so, you know, my mom and dad both kind of figured, you know, dad never understood it. He wanted me to go work, you know, with a shovel and he wanted manual labor. But mom uh, would foster <laughs> that with me because she's like, you know, you're kind of entertaining, son. And I'm like, well, I'll, you know what? Kind of is one thing, but I'll take it. <laughs> you betcha. And you know what? You're speaking about working. I worked uh, at McLean High School years and years ago as an iron worker. Went and paid my money to belong to the union. Went out and worked. Uh, oh, I guess about, I, I think I worked with my brother-in-law. He got me the job. I worked out there about two hours and I went and got in his car and laid down because I couldn't right. handle it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so uh, instead of going to McLean High School and and building a school, I, I went back home and played the guitar, okay? Right. So <laughs> Let's let's jump ahead a little bit. Uh, it, it was in 1959, right? At KFMJ uh, is kind of where yes. you where you got the actual official Billy Parker start of uh, your uh, radio career, right? Yes, Ron Blue. Ron Blue was at KFMJ, and I was at Quick Trip mopping the floor at right. Quick Trip, okay, on North Main. And uh, they announced over the radio that they needed a, a part-time disc jockey. And I called that number, dropped the mop, and went out there and, and got the weekend job. Now, it was funny because... Uh, I'm married now. I'm married. I'm married now. <laughs> And now when my wife, Jerry, says, get the mop, I go get the mop, do whatever she says to right. do. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we are talking, we're talking to Billy Parker about his new book out, Thanks, Thanks a Lot. And Billy, I will tell you that in the book, uh, you share that story uh, about mopping and then leaving. You said, and I don't believe that I actually left marks on the floor where I left so quickly, but I, <laughs> I, did, I did drop the mop and headed to pick up a microphone. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And where else uh, did you head off to once you uh, were at KFMJ? Because now you will cross paths with Ron Blue again later in your career. Yes, as a matter of fact, I went to Wichita, which happened to be Ron Ron Blue's in-laws, okay? And I went to work at KFDI Radio up in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. 
I what's what's the song Hank Snow had out? You played it, I played it. Called I've been everywhere. Yep, I've been everywhere. Yeah, and and, and then uh, <laughs> did you did you did you uh, were you at KPLR in Oklahoma City as well? Yes, I did. I worked yeah. with Jack Beasley over at KLPR in Oklahoma City. As a matter of fact, what I remember about that is Jack Beasley was oh one of the nicest guys in the world. I loved him, you know. But he owned the radio station and owned the TV station there later and everything. He he came in one one day after I'd been on the air and he said, "We're going down to Shawnee, Oklahoma, down to my folks." I said you're going with me. Well, I didn't know them and wasn't planning on going anywhere, but I went with him. We went down there and we was gone a couple of days. And I don't know why or how, but we came back and he let he he, he fired me. He said, "Why'd you leave your radio show?" And he uh-huh. owned the station. He's one that took me down there. And and the thing that I found interesting in reading this book, and, and I'm going to encourage anyone that is listening to this podcast, you have got to go out and get this book, especially if you love Billy, uh, you loved him on the air, you loved him with Ernest Tubb, you need this book. Even if you don't love him, Billy needs it. Okay? Really? Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> let's, let's read it and read it cover to cover. Uh, I got it uh, late Saturday in the mail. I sat down and read the entire thing cover to cover because I couldn't put it down uh and it was just there was things that i learned about you that i didn't know um but one of the things that stood out to me was uh, we talked about you've been everywhere with radio and so for me what stood out there was something i learned early on and it was from you and that was don't burn bridges treat everybody with respect treat everybody right because you never know when you're going to encounter that person again or maybe need that person again to you know they want to hire you and they can think back on you and think oh you know what that guy is or that gal is worth hiring and um, that kind of happened with you uh, throughout your entire career really um, with uh, country music and with the country music radio well rick you you know what i mean and you and i work together and you know what i'm talking about you don't have to love people but if you don't love people there's no love back yeah, and that's kind of the thing that stuck in in my mind uh, while I was in radio. Um, you know, we we've done a lot of things together. Been to Branson. So <laughs> one of the Branson trips. I got to tell you this. This is and it's a story I've told on the podcast before. Uh, my very first guest uh, way back when uh, when I started the podcast uh, was Toby Duffy. Yeah, you, you know him more as Little Self. Um, he said yeah. that you used to call him that all the time. And and uh, but you spent um, a lot of time with him and really. Watched him grow up, and then you know it was it was kind of that same situation of treating people the way that they should be treated, and that you would want to be treated because he wound up at KBOO as well in the hallways, yeah, and and just showed up and was like, hey, I want a job, and you're like, hey, you know what, Hoss, I'm going to do that for you because it was, you know, that was the way it was, and so we were talking about uh, one of particular trip that we took to Branson, and we went to the um, Promise. Uh, it was the production yes. of Jesus's life and that's exactly right <clears throat> we went to the we went to the show and we were in the theater and they treated us like VIPs and you were still uncomfortable with that even I remember you sitting in your seat just you know man I, I should we should have just sat somewhere else but we were on the <laughs> VIP front row of that section and so the announcer came over and the an announcer came over he was a young kid and he said hey, Mr. Parker we um, are so fortunate to have you with us tonight and I would 
really love it if if we could introduce you and uh, let you stand and wave to everybody or whatever. And, you know, you're just a legend in Branson and country music. And I know all the performers would just love to know that you were here. And several times tried to politely... You know, thank you so much, partner. I do appreciate it, but it's, it's, it's about the work. It's about, you know, thank you so much, though. And he continued on, and finally he said, okay, look, I'll let you announce me, and I'll stand and wave, but... <laughs> You have to introduce my guest, too, because this is my wife, Jerry, and my friend, yeah. Rick Hampton from KBOO. And so he was like, oh, you've got it. No problem. Not, you know, I'll, you bet. I'll do that. Okay, great. So we get ready. The show starts to start. The lights go down and the lights kind of the spotlights are kind of flashing around the audience. And the gentleman comes on the microphone and he says, you know, I'd like to welcome you to the promise tonight. Talks about flash photography, all these different things and gives some of the rules. And then he said. I'd also like to welcome several of our guests tonight. And so he runs through some drama schools and, you know, groups from, you know, church groups from Tulsa or wherever, you know, he gets towards the end and you can tell he's kind of trying to wrap things up. And from KBO Radio in Tulsa, Rick Hampton and Jerry Parker. Now, ladies and gentlemen, and he went into this long buildup of you. I, I mean, like, I don't know where all he pulled all this information, but he had every award every every accolade about you and he just continued on and on and on and i just remember you in your chair you were sitting right in the same row with us and you just kind of slumped down in your chair and was, had your hand on your head and you're just like oh good grief and, hey and, that's embarrassing that's embarrassing and, I, I remember it, you know I do, I do, it's not that i didn't want to be noticed but sure. i didn't want to be I, I i didn't want to be embarrassed yeah i know yeah <laughs> Yeah, we we just and I remember, boy, you know, uh, Jerry Jerry didn't let you forget it. She was, she said, "Oh, listen to that," you know. Just you know, it was so great. It was such a great moment because he's. I mean, you'd have thought you were coming down for the Price Is Right because he, you know, he was just <laughs> listing everything and then Billy Parker, you know, and <laughs> and then that same show. Uh, that same show was one where um, you knew the uh, actor who was playing Jesus. You had either played with his dad or something in a band or knew him, and um, he invited you backstage. That was after this whole introduction thing, and and uh, so you were already embarrassed, and then one of the ushers comes and says, hey, you know, this gentleman who plays Jesus today, he, he's invited you backstage. And so I leaned over to you, and I said, hey, Billy, I said, you know, you were really embarrassed about this whole thing. I said, but you know, you got to admit, you're a pretty big deal like that. And, he I said, hope and I see, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the real Jesus, but I'm glad I got to see yes. him. Yes. I said, man, that's pretty impressive. You're, and you're going to a Mac meet and greet backstage with Jesus. And you said, well, maybe so, partner, but I didn't want to meet him this early. And <laughs> so, oh my gosh, good stories there. I just wanted to read, I just wanted to read about him. You right. Know, read exactly. About him, yes. Read about him. Yeah. How about I just just read up on him and i don't meet him quite yet yeah oh that's so great oh that's so funny how long were you in radio exactly do you remember or even approximate before you went on the road with ernest tubb well i was in radio about uh, I, I don't know the exact years but i was at KF, i was in radio even at KLPR and then Wichita. And so I was in radio probably, I would say, seven or eight years mm -hmm. previous to that. 
but I'm just guessing because I don't want to be corrected on it. But right. uh, but I was in radio quite some time, playing all the music of all the people that, uh, like Ernest Tubb and Cal Smith and Jack Green and so forth and so forth. Now, I was in radio much, much before that. I had the opportunity to know them. I didn't know them personally, but I knew them through my songs and through their songs and, and through my talking to, about them just like you did on radio. And how did that kind of come about? I mean, I know, first of all, I knew your love for radio, but you also said I had, you know, I was bitten by the entertainment bug and I wanted to be an entertainer, whether that be on the radio or on stage or both. How did that come available in your life to to go on the road with Ernest Tubb? Well, actually, it all began and I give my mother credit and my folks credit, my brothers, sisters, because they liked my music back when I was a little tot. Okay, mm-hmm. and and I just never got that out of my system. So um, when you were on the road with Ernest Tubb, um, you know, kind of people understand sometimes, or they don't understand exactly when you're on the road with a, a country artist. I, there's a lot of people, and there's a, kind of a thing on Facebook going around right now that hey, if you could spend seven days or whatever on a tour bus, who you know, with somebody, who would it be? And there's so many people. Oh my gosh, I would love to do that, and I would love to do that forever. But that's not really true i mean you know even in the radio business you 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 do get tired but you know it, it, it's not as glamorous as you think it is um there's a lot of good stories that come out of it probably sometimes but it's not as glamorous though as one might think and that's kind of the way it was with you right because you you kind of you would go out for how many days at a time with with Ernest? oh we, we've been out we've been out i've been out on the bus for with, with Ernest for probably 27 days i think was the longest the best i remember the longest I was out on the road with him. But 12 days was too much. Five days was too much. When you had a new baby boy by the yeah. name of Billy Jr., when when you've had, you know, family like we had, and of course uh, in in, uh, in Hendersonville, Tennessee, right out of Nashville where we live, we'd leave there and I would not see the family for sometimes a number of days, and that was too long. When it got to be a, a, a number of weeks, it got to be way too long. I just felt like that being home was worth more than being on the road. Now, a lot of people don't feel that way. And nowadays, they go out on the road for three days, or, or they'll go out on the road for Friday and Saturday, and they go back home to yeah. Nashville. Yeah. We went out on the road sometimes for weeks you know so uh, it's a lot different now i say weeks i mean many many days sure uh, yeah but it it just seemed like that uh, that we we just couldn't handle it family-wise and that's that's one of the main reasons i i wanted to be in the business but I didn't want to be in the business to give up family. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's so important. And I know that family is really important to you. And, and so in 1971, I believe, you headed to KVOO Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, you wanted to be in Tulsa. Uh, that's where you wanted to kind of, you know, base yourself out of because you love Tulsa, you said. And, you know, that's where you kind of grew up. And you came to KVOO and Jack Cressy, uh, who is a radio yeah. legend as well, uh, reached out to you and uh, kind of gave you carte blanche. Didn't he to, hey, you know, you can have any shift you want. I just want you here. Yes, 
he did. As a matter of fact, he thought I was a fool because I picked the all-night show. I wanted to do all-night radio like Bill Mack and Billy Cole sure. and Charlie Douglas, the people around the country that were doing all-night shows. That's what I wanted to do, and thank God he made the choice or gave me uh, the, the chance to make that choice, and, and I did. And it was, it was the greatest thing that I've ever done for me and for my career. How long were you at, um, let's see, you were probably, what was it, three years, I believe it was, when you uh, received your first Disc Jockey of the Year? And that one from the Country Music Association, and they didn't give it out. It's like, that was like a one-time shot, right? Yeah, the CMA, yes. The Country yeah. Music Association, one time you could win the, the DJ of the Year, and I did, thank God. And then the, the Academy of Country Music, I, I won it four times and two times for the the radio station for KVOOAM. Yeah, and it was 1975, 1977, 1978, and 1984. Is that right? Well, um, you've been reading up on me. So you said you'd been looking, you'd been reading some stuff on me too. So that, you know that we're we're even now. Um, so <laughs> let me let me ask you: Is the um, I had heard that, uh, and it's something I wanted to visit, but um, is the exhibit? Uh, about you, is it still at the gun museum? No, I think, uh, let's see, I believe Jim Halsey took my place there. Wayne McCombs uh, had us up there and had, a, a, uh, of course, our disc play up there, and I appreciated that so yeah. very much. A lot of people got to see it. Yeah, I did too. I, I love it. I, I, I uh, and I love love Wayne McCombs too. And you, you, uh, you mentioned Jim Halsey. Um, there's a lot of uh, excerpts in the book of uh, letters uh, to you that people have written to you, notes that they have written. And I wanted to share one. It's just a quick little uh, blurb. But um, Dolly Parton had written. Billy Parker was always one of the greats. I'm proud that he has his autobiography and really show who he is and was, right? Yes. And now I, I will tell you, in reading these letters that people had sent in, there was a common thread. And it's something that, uh, because you were probably one of my biggest mentors in radio, um, but more, more importantly for me, Billy, it was um, how to treat people. You, you taught me how to treat somebody, whether it would be interviewing them or just talking to them. You weren't about uh, getting something from them. You were about keeping, you know, your attention focused on that person. And the common thread that ran through every single one of my podcasts, uh, and I've, I've interviewed a lot of radio folks uh, for this podcast over the years, and the common thread is you, because everybody said the same thing. Man, he taught me so much. And, Don't make me cry this morning because well, hey, I'm getting a little little older now. <laughs> well, he but, he, you know, you, you taught so much, and there and what you taught us, you know, it wasn't the whole th like you used to say, being stellar on the radio. That wasn't the point. What it was was how to treat people. These letters that are in this book that people need to read, they really do need to get this book. But there are so many letters, and they're all the same thing. You know, Ray Bingham. Uh, you know, uh, whenever he he wrote, uh, you know, proud of Billy for a lot of reasons. I'll always be especially proud of him for being so kind to everybody, no matter what their circumstances or walk in life. And Red Stegall, same thing. Uh, Dwayne Allen from the, the Oak Ridge Boys. You know, you were so instrumental in their uh, career, especially when they switched 
from uh, gospel to country, and uh, he talks so favorably of Yisrael, but it's all the same thread. It's it's that how to treat people, and and I always told people, and we've talked about it with all the other guests that I've had on, it was you knew how to treat people like a million bucks, because when you spoke to somebody, they were the only ones that mattered. It didn't matter if you had a line of people, you still stopped, talked to them, and spoke to them only. And, and it's just, you know, that's why people love you. Bless that's your heart. It. I don't feel that way about me, but it makes me feel so good to know that you do and that somebody does. It, it really it really makes me feel good because I'll never get through feeling good about the business or the people in the business like yourself. And we've known a lot of people. You know a lot of people. You don't mm-hmm. forget any of them, but sometimes it just kind of passes by in life. The older you get, your memory <laughs> yeah. kind of changes a little bit. But I never forget good people, and I love good people, and I don't know any bad people. Nicely said, Hoss. You know what? We're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Billy Parker. You're listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Don't take those earbuds out now. Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton returns in seconds. Hi, I'm Mo. And I'm Sheila Joe, And, and we're, we're Mojo, Mojo Merchandise. Merchandise. Mojo Merchandise is a custom design shop that specializes in vinyl printing t-shirts and tumblers. If you're looking for that special one-of-a-kind gift, put our creativity to the test. We are your headquarters for your school spirit wear, vacation shirts, holiday shirts, and more. We also host DIY classes where you can come create your own decorative sign. These are great for team building, fundraising, or just hanging out with your friends. We invite you to visit us online at mojomerchandise.net or come see us in person. We are located at 212 East Broadway in downtown Sand Springs. Let Mojo Merchandise make some unique for you. Commercial over. Now on with the show. You're listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Hey, we are back talking to country radio and country music legend Billy Parker. And before the break, we were talking about your early days, your love for music, and you always knew you wanted to be in the music business and sing and be on the air. Well, during the break, you mentioned you wanted to help all the people you could with your big rigger show on KVOO AM 1170, especially the folks in the business, the local and national entertainers. You had them up on the studio all the time. You uh, talked to them on the phone. And a lot of those, uh, it wasn't like it is now where you just pick up a cell phone and make a phone call. You had to stop at a diner or a truck stop or something and call uh, in and it was on their dime. So that was even cooler that they would call in. But you wanted to help as many as you possibly could. And you'd really tried to do that. You try. You try. And in this business, things have changed in the business now, hasn't it? It sure has changed changed a lot to this day and time. And I realized that. As a matter of fact, when they gave me my retirement, which you remember, they gave me two retirements. Mm-hmm. They gave me one at the Tulsa, at the depot, the old train depot downtown Tulsa, and gave me another at Kane's Ballroom. And you know what they said to themselves about that time? Boy, this time we'll give him two of them so he won't have a chance of coming back oh. and explaining it. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know if that's actually completely accurate. Who was one country artist that you knew from the first time that you heard their voice that they were going to be a star? Carl Ballou who wrote the song, Am I That Easy to Forget, and also helped me get another record deal after the Decca record thing. Mm. And, of course, Carl Blue has been gone for so many years, but in my mind, he will never be gone. I'd have to give him so much credit 
for so many things. And we picked together and sung together, and he'd been to my house. And we were not uh, we we're not neighbors, but we were the best of friends. And I'll never forget him. And without mentioning, I mean, without mentioning everybody's name, I'd have to say Carl Ballou, to begin with, gave me a lot of confidence. He was a mentor for me. Wow. So one of the ones that stick out in my mind, because I've I've also interviewed her uh, on my show whenever I was at KBOO. And uh, one time I was interviewing a little redheaded girl uh, from Oklahoma. By the name of Reba. Yes. It was really funny because I answered the phone. And as soon as I answered the phone, she didn't say, hello, Big Daddy. She didn't say anything like that. (laughs) She said, how is Billy Parker? And from the moment that she said that, we probably spent, you know, we was only it was like a press tour thing. So we were only supposed to spend about 10 minutes talking about the new season of Reba. And we spent probably a lot longer than that off the air uh, discussing KBOO and what it means to her. And what it means to her is she told me about the first time that she heard her own music on KBOO. And you know what? You played a huge part in that. Tell me about that. Well, actually, I was on the air doing the all-night show. And where they lived, out in Chalky, in, in Oklahoma, uh, they they couldn't pick up our signal very good because it was kind of back southeast, although we go west all the way to the west coast. Mm-hmm. We couldn't. But they got in the hallway and listened. Her mama, who's passed on recently, bless her heart, and her sister and her brother, Pate and Susie, they all got in the hallway and listened to my show. And I played her record for the very first time on KVOO, on the All Night Show. And they got to hear it. And that, that's one thing they'll, they'll never forget and haven't forgotten. And I'll, I'll never forget. Just wonderful people. And that's just one example. If we went on to all the examples, it would take a long time. But wonderful people in the business. Yeah. And, and that first single was, I Don't Want to Be a One Night Stand. And um, right. she, she, she remembered that. And she still remembers that to this day. How long did you ultimately end up working for KBOO? 34 years, I believe, is the figure pretty close to it, mm-hmm. you know. And that's a lot of years yeah. for in, in radio, but I've seen people come and go over yeah. the years. Right, lots of general I, managers. I, and, I, I stayed yeah. because I sure didn't want to go back to uh, the labor union and, right. and out there digging dishes. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, and you know what? I mean, you kind of wound up being pretty good at it, Mr. Parker, really. I mean, you know, Billy, well, you, 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 were, <laughs> you were you were really good, actually. And it was a very talented, uh, you know, group that you were with and that you actually helped get into the business as well. I mean, I have uh, talked to Eric Wayne, Toby, uh, who you were a big influence yeah. at, with getting him in radio and, and getting him on the air. And uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Steve Jackson, which you mentioned in the book as well. Oh, that, Steve, my you buddy. Know, We've got so many friends. Yeah. We could go on and on and right. on. Yes. If I have enemies they haven't come forward yet but anyway uh, i'm ready for them <laughs> right yeah come on now that's for sure that is come for on. sure that is so great well we've been talking about uh pieces of this book and and I, i've mentioned it quite a few times in the broadcast but thanks thanks a lot uh by billy parker and and that goes back to uh, a lot of people think that you uh you actually cover
covered Ernest Tubb with this, but but that's not actually true, right? I mean, you had it you had it out first, didn't you? Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I recorded that song at on South Boulder at the old Oral Roberts Studio. Right. Yes. That's yes. where I first recorded that many years ago. Et. Uh, called me and said, would I mind if he sung that song and actually covered me on it? And I said, no, it'd be my pleasure. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to me that he covered it. You right. Know? And uh, there was someone in the book, I, I didn't highlight it, and I should have because I was actually looking at it right now. You talked about that that was the thing, you know. Back then, you, you said, well, maybe I should have thought that, you know, all these people had hits on songs that I'd already recorded, and, and I didn't. He, but you didn't <laughs> feel that way. You, you felt it no. as kind of an honor thing you know of man i apparently i do have a good ear for that well i, I thought well maybe i sang it fair enough that they right. think boy we could beat the far out of that and they did <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, that's good <laughs> Billy I have been waiting for a long time for you to be on my program and we finally did it thank you so much for being my guest today hey we love you and, and listen your your listeners we we love you all and please keep listening to my buddy Rick because he'll play you the best and talk to the best for you and for me and, and as long as you kick in there I'll keep kicking is that fair enough fair enough Thank you so much for being here with me. This interview has been wonderful, and all I can say is, Rick, thanks. Thanks a lot. And that is why I love you so much, Billy Parker. I will see you down the road. Love you, Hulk. Uh, you thanks too. a million. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can find Billy's book, Thanks, Thanks a Lot, by visiting one of the co-authors page, johnwoolley.com. That's J-O-H-N-W-O-O-L-E-Y.com. You won't be disappointed. I guarantee you that. It is a great, great read. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Behind the Mic. If you like what you hear, I would love for you to go to my Facebook page, Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton, and leave me a comment. If you want to play along and be the next big winner for our next behind the mic speed round contest you can stop by my website rickhampton.com and send me a message hey while you're there check out all the other episodes of behind the mic and you can click on the listen button at the top of the homepage, rickhampton.com you will also find photos from each episode and my radio career as well as celebrity autographs until next time to borrow a phrase from my great radio pal billy parker thanks thanks a lot for listening to behind the mic with rick hampton Bye, everybody. This episode of Behind the Mic Podcast was brought to you by Mojo Merchandise. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Join us next time as we go Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton.